Hello, hello, everyone. My name is Nyla, and you're listening to Greener Thoughts, the podcast about environmental news, commentary, environmental facts, and other things you'd like to know. Today's topic is all about the mountains of plastic mess you can find in Malaysia and their vows of how to end them. So let's get started. So again, welcome to Greener Thoughts. Whether this is your first time listening or not, thanks for tuning in. The podcast Greener Thoughts is produced every Sunday and Thursday for your enjoyment. Please be sure to favorite Greener Thoughts, rate, share, and support it, especially if you love it. And lastly, send your comments or questions by email to greenerthoughtspodcast at gmail.com. So the announcements I want to want to start off with in this podcast episode. I want to start and let you all know that I didn't get too many entries into the giveaway and I want to know about ways to improve. So as always, you can definitely email um, the show Greener Thoughts, of course, at uh, greenerthoughtspodcast at gmail.com. I'd love to hear all your responses, ways to maybe get even broader reach as to the giveaway. Um, I have a few um, listeners that are definitely, you know, on my mind and definitely come back all the time. There's many, many more listeners that definitely do. And I'm trying to, of course, reach, um, you know, tons more. And so any, you know, source of feedback for future things is definitely welcomed. And I appreciate um, all those who have given their uh, voice messages, um, posts, those who love Greener Thoughts and the message that it is, um, you know, valuable to them. And even those who have rated Greener Thoughts on their platforms, um, I appreciate all the love and support all the time, and I'm forever grateful for it. I always just want to make Greener Thoughts the best it can be with all its jam-packed knowledge, you know, and tips of how to be better to the planet, to the planet, and to yourselves. So um, I appreciate any feedback that you have. I want to get started and to let you all know the reasons as to why I talked about this um, topic firsthand is it being important and then get into the, the first segment we have, the in the news segment. Uh, so I started uh, researching about what topic I wanted to cover next and this one kept popping up um, in my research and in, in different sites that I looked at um, and also I had worried about the topic uh, firsthand when I was uh, watching a YouTube video about three or four days ago and it was uh, talking about landfill waste and specifically plastic and how Malaysia is fighting back um, and giving other countries reason to worry because um, they're going to be receiving their waste back tenfold. Um, so I knew that this probably was going to come around um, as a topic that I want to talk about because, as you all know, I love talking about recycling and waste. These are issues that are mainstays on Greener Thoughts, and they've been um, issues of mine uh, that I champion against um, in, in efforts to, of course, have zero waste be um, the best issue um, to have going forward and the goal to have um, going forward in the future. So when I saw the um, 
article on it, I decided to take a stab at it and give you guys the rundown of what Malaysia is doing to fight against its um, cumbersome, um, worrisome plastic problem that seems to um, plague it. And it's no longer going to be the waste bucket of the world anymore. So I wanted to inform you all uh, of the news about Malaysia. I'm going to get started with that um, info bit and news portion in a bit. But I first want to start with the segment in the news, which is where I just talk about um, briefly uh, news headings that couldn't really make the news in this episode. And so I'll get started with the first one. The first is that elephant poaching uh, declines in Africa, but 15,000 still illegally are killed each year. Um, and that's according to treehugger.com. Uh, I did a previous podcast uh, about a temporary ban on tiger bones and rhino horns uh, for anyone who's interested, and that uh, ban being lifted. Uh, I did that um, some time ago, earlier um, in the days of Greener Thoughts, of course. So if you want more information on that individual podcast, I will be sure to link that also in the description um, for this episode. The next headline is that volunteers have removed more than three tons of trash from Mount Everest in just two weeks, people. That um, headline was um, from uh, Environmental News Network, otherwise known as ENN, on their website. And then the last but um, not least, the, the other uh, headline we have is that Jay uh, Inslee uh, unveils a $9 trillion climate jobs plan to cut emissions and boister unions and that was found via Huffington Post or otherwise known as HuffPost. So I entitled this news piece uh, section the first uh, overarching theme is the plastic straw that broke the camel's back. I thought that you know quickly and off the top of my head um, because plastic waste is such a a bother. It's so hard to get rid of. Um, I just had a, a talk um, with some family about, you know, how to get rid of uh, plastic that we think is useful, but at the same time, it melts in the plastic in the in the dishwasher. It was so. It was such a headache because I know that when you're eating takeout or something else, you readily may be able to grab that spork or that plastic fork or knife. But there are alternative options, which I'll get into, um, of course. And uh, for me, I use, uh, of course, silverware, you know, sterling silver and other types of metal silverwares uh, in um, use for eating and everything. And then there's also the preserved products, which I mentioned in the previous podcast um, some time ago as part of the Eco Company Spotlight. Um, and their products are amazing. Their forks are durable and made from um, the plastic, I think, number three or five, if I'm not mistaken. And their silverware is really great, or their, their kitchenware is um, really nice. And it's really great for, like, anybody young, old, and those who are prone to breaking or um, dropping uh, silverware and those type of things. Uh, so the first thing I want to talk about is the catalyst, the catalyst as to how this all started off. So it all started with the Philippines actually sending its waste back to Canada um, after it initially sat 
in uh, containers stagnant for about six whole years at the port. And uh, how much uh, waste do you think was actually sitting there? You think it was two tons or two shipping containers or three or five or 10 or even 20? Well, it actually wasn't. It was a staggering 69 shipping containers full of plastic, sadly. The message was clear, of course, that since that happened, the Philippines is not to be messed with. And so Malaysia is catching up and doing the same thing. And when they caught wind of this, they actually decided for themselves to follow the Philippines' lead and the the um, escalate situations to the point where they don't have anyone else's waste in their backyard, so to speak. So Malaysia will be sending 450 metric tons of plastic trash to their various countries of origin. Now, next section, who's to blame? Well, you guessed it. If your country is on the list, you shouldn't be really surprised about it. The following countries are the ones that are the bad guys in this situation because they are the ones who are a part of the problem and not the solution. The first up is the United Kingdom. The second is the United States, where I hail from. And third is Bangladesh. The fourth is Saudi Arabia. The fifth is Japan themselves. Sixth is Canada. And last but not least is China. Next section, who's to pay? Well, let's figure that out. Yil Bin, Yil uh, Yin, who um, is the Minister of Energy, Science, Technology, and the Environment and Climate Change, she says, um, paraphrasing here, um, that the traders, quote unquote, will pay um, their costs, will pay the costs associated with the return of garbage to be uh, transported, and that the names of the so called uh, recycling companies uh, from abroad will be given to their respective uh, governments. So that means that those who you know say that their products are recyclable but yet they send them to Malaysia, you're going to be getting your products back um, whatever country of origin that you uh, happen to be located in. And also um, in another um, website they talk further on this uh, issue. So the Malay uh, Mail notes that um, quote the companies who brought the garbage to Malaysia will have 14 days, two weeks, to answer the allegations and will have to pay for the storage and shipping uh, back costs, end quote. And that was said by the MP for Bakri in Johor. Another quote is that, quote, failure to do so could result in the government confiscating their land and legal action, end quote. The next uh, subject or topic is the whack-a-mole effect, I entitled it. Uh, so this is where you see um, China, for example, um, in early um, January 2018, which is last year, um, in the winter, beginning of the year, it actually closed its doors from, of course, taking in and absorbing the, the world's waste, mainly plastic waste, recyclables, such. Um, but illegally, um, there were uh, Malaysian pop-up recycling uh, factories popping up. Um, and, and they were a problem for the Malaysian people, and they began operating um, during that time as well. So after China was like, you know what, we're going to shut the doors, we're no longer re accepting recyclables, trash, and otherwise uh, waste materials, 
Malaysian um, illegal recycling facilities started popping up uh, there around that time last year. And this was all without proper licensure or official oversight. Um, next uh, is a section of messages clear. Uh, Yin, who is the woman who I talked about uh, earlier in her position, her response to all this plastic waste uh, and due to Malaysia feeling overburdened is mainly due in fact to the Brazil um, Convention, which is an important document um, all about uh, contamination and making sure that there are laws and protocols in place for dealing with our waste um, internationally. And it had a recent amendment to the document, uh, which I'll get into in just a bit. So um, the amendment actually uh, required for, um, quote, exporters to obtain the consent of receiving countries um, before uh, their shipping uh, the most contaminated mixed or unrecycled plastic uh, waste and thus providing an important tool for countries in the global south to stop the dumping of unwanted plastic waste into the country, end quote. This is very important. And some are really against this amendment because it puts the onus on the people who are producing the plastic. It puts the responsibility and the, the, the threat of legal action and international uh, action and, gov and government oversight against those who are part of the um, problem. Because if you're plastics or if you're producing plastics and they happen to go to another country, they don't want to deal with it. They're going to send it to you and you're going to have to deal with it yourself. That's the, um, the point here. Uh, last but not least, as part of the article, um, according to the Malay Mail, again, by the end of the year, so this year, um, a total of 3,000, um, quote, a, by the end of the year, a total of 3,000 metric tons of waste from approximately 50 containers worth of garbage will be shipped back uh, once inspections are complete, end quote. Uh, the link for the Brazil Convention website information and the amendments that I talked about, that information will be um, also in the podcast episode description as well. So my thoughts on this whole topic concerning Malaysia's new move to rid itself of the country's plastic waste essentially is that I love the fact that Malaysia is kicking butt and they're not taking it anymore. They're not anybody's punching bag and they're saying, you know what, we're going to do something that makes a lot of sense. We're going to have you take care of your own waste in your own backyard, a true NIMBY moment. Um, for those who don't know, NIMBY is a term, um, sociology we, we use, um, not in my backyard is what, it use, is what it's used for. And it, um, you'll see it a lot in environmental um, sociology or environmental racism points or in other points where people don't necessarily want an eyesore or something in, the, in their uh, space, in their common space or yard or environment. Maybe a windmill uh, for some people it's that or a landfill for others or some other big structure that's somehow uh, unpleasant. And uh, Malaysia is just not going to take it anymore. And I'm really proud that this small country, small but mighty country, is taking a stance that maybe other countries similar to Malaysia in terms of its you know, location to China and how it's very different from China, um, they're taking a stand. You know, China is a huge, hugely populated country itself. It's one of the biggest um, developed countries um, to, in the world. Some would say it's developing, but I'd, I'd say on my scale it's developed. 
um, to a large regard. And the fact that Malaysia is ridding itself of this plastic and giving those who make the plastic the responsibility to take care of it is very admirable and very mature. They're not hiding the problem. They're not burning the trash. They're not uh, making different use of it and spending money on that. They're developing a, a strategy and an idea and a way of life now that says, we want to take care of our country. We're tired of being sick. We're tired of being tired. We're tired of illegally um, pop having pop-up shops that are operating without government oversight, and it's not our fault. And even though we, at the time, decided to take on waste, now we're not. Um, I also want to talk about that there's better packaging, the idea of better packaging, I should say, versus um, packaging just for convenience's sake. So because there's so much plastic in the world and because one of the, um, I think, top uh, ways that plastic is a problem is in its packaging, other than like food or drink or something, um, there has to be some type of channeling of having better packaging, better packaging from companies um, versus, versus just for having the convenience of something uh, being easily unwrapped. For example, um, sometimes chicken, frozen chicken, for example, um, or uh, packages from online, they may have packaging peanuts or mailing bubble wrap package or stuffing or um, frozen chicken, etc. They have sometimes um, cling wrap or wrapped around the foam um, uh, foam foam um, wrapping of the frozen chicken or frozen whatever, and that's a problem in itself because you know chicken shouldn't be wrapped in all of that. Um, but these are some of the issues that we're we're talking about. So um, I advise anyone who happens to buy chicken and it be wrapped in plastic all the time, maybe try you know going from a uh, going to a butcher or going to maybe a different food service that maybe is fresher and has different plans for your chicken. It has a dehydrated and you have to have to warm it up with water or something else. I'm probably going to talk about ways to um, specifically reduce pl- uh, plastic um, packaging in another episode. I've got uh, podcast episodes on um, reducing plastic and very, very detailed ones. So I'll definitely do a future uh, podcast episode about plastic waste and how to specifically reduce that. And the convenience of that, um, I would I would never sacrifice convenience. I would never sacrifice um, the ability to affect the planet in such a devastating way just for convenience's sake. I believe that what we do today affects us all, big or small. You know, your great 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 grandchildren, for example, are going to be affected by what happens today. You know, the fact that Exxon Mobil, for example, you know continually has oil spills, the fact that there are carpet companies and plastic producing companies that will continue to rake in that money while their products are found all over this planet, in the oceans, for example, is a part of the problem. So, you know, consider your packaging, consider what you're using, what you're using um, as far as recycled items, for example, and how they're affecting you now and will affect you later. Uh, next is that I do, like I said before, I do have the um, previous podcast I did. It's um, about preventing plastic use. And if you'd like to do 
that and switch over to greener options. Like I said before, that podcast episode is so detailed and I went all out for it as I try to do in all my podcasts. And it's a previous one I'd love for you to check out and it's entitled um, Easily Reducing Your Plastic Waste 11 Different Ways. That's episode 26 and it's from February 2019. And the next one is um, The Cost We Cannot Afford 2.5 billion yearly because of ocean plastic and plus the new giveaway. And that was um, episode 41, and that was from April 2019. And that giveaway, um, the first Green of Thoughts Earth Day 2019 giveaway, has since ended. Do you love Green of Thoughts? Supporting Green of Thoughts ensures more giveaways are available with even more exciting prizes future Greener Thoughts merchandise, and surprises found only on Greener Thoughts. I greatly appreciate and love all of the listeners who have tuned in and who support Greener Thoughts by doing good for the planet. One of the many ways I would love your support is by clicking the second lower link in the description section of this episode. It's the direct support link for Greener Thoughts. So in the Mother Earth Minutes, I just take time to, of course, review in the next few minutes actions that you can take to combat the issue in the episode, and as always, save Mother Earth. So the message in this Mother Earth Minute and podcast episode is to use the hashtags that are only found here in your social media presence. So if you're posting about an environmental topic or something else and you'd like to, of course, uh, promote Maybe what you've heard in this one, or it fascinates you, be sure to use the hashtag preventing plastic waste and hashtag plastic isn't fantastic. Okay, so the first tip I have for you is to um, have you or ask you to analyze how you use and create and create and dispose of or reuse or any other action um, that you do to um create or make plastic like in your interactions with it for me for example um mainly i see plastic or have interacted with it in some way mainly through the plastic plastic uh, packaging waste which i talked about and also uh, via my beauty products which i took a step back at um and only by looking at them i saw that i need to have better alternatives for the packaging it's it's a it's a nuisance to think that it's hard to find quality, um, eco-friendly, cruelty-free, um, and organic and or natural products that aren't packaged in plastic. For example, I have this uh, facial wash uh, that is really nice. It comes in the pump form, but that pump is plastic, unfortunately. Um, I just bought a toothpaste uh, from Burt's Bees. Um, I got it through Target, and it was kind of, I guess, in a plastic uh, container. It was the enamel uh, toothpaste that they have. And I wish that, for example, that packaging was paper or cardboard-based. And so I think what I'm going to do is email um, the Burt's Bees staff at their North Carolina plant, I think, and figure out if that can be changed in the future or just be like, um, something to comment on, if if not anything. And then the second and last tip is to, of course, contact or ban and or ban the use of um, the ten biggest plastic producing companies. I have a whole list, 
I did my due diligence and I found all the uh, companies that are, you know, the biggest um, waste producers, I should say. Because according to Greenpeace, actually last year in 2018, all the world's uh, plastic companies that leave behind the most waste, according to an audit from greatest to least, are the following. So there's Coca-Cola, number one. Pepsi is number two. Nestle is number three. Four is Danone, spelled D-A-N-O-N-E. The fifth is Mondelez International. The sixth is Procter & Gamble. The seventh is Unilever. Eighth is Perfecti Van Mel. Mel. Yeah, Perfecti Van Mel. And number nine is Mars Incorporated. And the tenth is actually Colgate Palmolive. And fun fact, um, if you didn't know before, Palma, uh, Colgate Palmolive owns Tom's of Maine, uh, which is, you know, fabulous, uh, conscious um, lifestyle and consumer goods, uh, body care brand, and the like. And unfortunately, um, I've already decided to stop buying products from there. I stopped buying, I stopped buying from them some time ago because I found out that um, they're... Um, that Colgate Palmolive owns Tom's of Maine. And, you know, even though they're not necessarily changing their earth-conscious nature of Tom's of Maine, unfortunately, they don't align with my values and what I believe, so I won't be supporting them. The other list um, and final list is the top 10 plastic manufacturers of the world. Um, I looked up a few of their CEOs, and I can give a few of their CEOs for you. Um, the others you can, of course, search. Um, yourselves and you know find as much information on that you can about them as well um the first is dow company and currently their ceo is a mr jim uh, fiddling and the second is hanwool corporation and their ceo is miss lani cool so, uh, lani l-a-n-i last name k-o-o uh, the third is Lionel bazel and their ceo is a Mr. Bob Patel. And there's plenty of other uh, manufacturers as well. The fourth is um, Inne and Tesh GmbH, spelled I-H-N-E and, um, as in the ampersand, and then T-E-S-C-H, capital G, lowercase m, lowercase b, and then capital H. And then the fifth is ExxonMobil. And the sixth is Matsu Technologies India Limited. And the seventh is Sabic, all capital S A B I C. The eighth is Acros Private Limited. The ninth is B A S F, Bass F. And then the tenth and last one is Sir Rysistans, capital A dot S. Those are all the top plastic manufacturers uh, in the world today. And um, if you're also one of the let me speak to your manager types of people, then this is a kind um, and perfect way to go ahead and chant your feelings and let the people out there who happen to be the other CEOs I uh, didn't list, uh, let them know how their products make you feel and how they're polluting the planet. fact of the day is that Greenland is melting four times faster than previously thought 
and Antarctica is losing six times as much ice annually as it did 40 years ago. That fact was sourced from the Sierra Club Sierra Magazine in the May-June 2019 issue. The call to action is the time in Greener Thoughts where I want to hear your story. You can choose to self-nominate or nominate an individual who exhibits environmental stewardship and supports the environment. Do you work hard in the environmental field in either an organization or company? Either way, let Greener Thoughts know. If you want to tell your story and be in for a unique surprise, please be sure to send your 200-word essay to the email address greenerthoughtspodcast at gmail.com. The Eco Company Spotlight is a time also in Greener Thoughts where I want to hear your environmentally related product or service that you have and for you to get your ideas out there about it um, with me as I review your product or service. I would love to talk about it. Uh, For now and for many, many episodes since February 2019 this year, I've been introducing companies that are really great, many, many of which I support via Um, money, uh, social media, investing in, etc. And one of the latest companies that I know about is called IEL Co. And if you heard of IEL Co, uh, let me know your thoughts on it. So IEL Co is a Black-owned business and woman-owned by uh, Danielle Bahi. And it was formerly known as Bahi Cosmetics. And it was born and bred in uh, Maryland, and I'm a Marylander, so that's cool. And Bahi um, started uh, this beauty, skin, and of course makeup company, and is doing wonders now. Um, IEL is a cruelty-free brand, and its products are full of natural ingredients. IEL um, and Co. Um, has um, ingredients in their products such as uh, adantia, aloe, blueberry, castor oil, uh, grapeseed uh, extract, cranberry extract, uh, cucumber extract, uh, distilled water, ginger extract, um, grapeseed oil, green matcha clay, which is always nice, soft and green, um, jojoba oil, lavender, lime extract, turmeric root extract, which is also nice. Uh, Turmeric is really good as an anti-inflammatory, by the way. Um, Nayam plung oil extract, olive oil, which is nice to cook with and use for body um, care, orange, then some um, organic seeds of all types they have uh, in their products. Pomegranate is another ingredient, pressed grapes, spearmint, tea tree oil, which is an antibacterial and antifungal uh, ointment as well, and oil, and uh, lastly, uh, unscented argan oil and vitamin E oil. There are also other uh, natural ingredients as well in all their products. Uh, IEL and Cole um, has been seen in many media outlets such as Fader, uh, Form, Forbes, uh, Galore, uh, Global Grind, L, uh, Essence, Makeup for Melanin Girls, otherwise known as MFMG, and Yahoo Lifestyle, among other notable media outlets. IEL can be found online at IEL.co, that's A-Y-E-L-E dot C-O forward slash, and other places where available, always online. IEL has a recycling program, though it is only offered with their sunflower uh, 
Sweet Serum, which is a hot, sweet product. And you can visit, of course, their website, uh, IL um, forward slash uh, IL um, dot co forward slash pages forward slash recycling dash program. And then check out their recycling page for more there. Um, IEL and Co. is um, on the following social media platforms of Instagram at um, IEL and Co. That's A-Y-E-L-A-A-Y-E-L-E-A-N-D-C-O. A Twitter at um, IEL and Co. Um, A-Y-E-L-E-A-N-D-C-O. And also their other Twitter page, um, IEL Help. That's A-Y-E-L-E-H-E-L-P, all capital uh, letters for both of those Twitter handles. And as well, you can contact them um, and check out their YouTube page um, also uh, that they have there. It's entitled um, IEL and Co. So thank you all for taking the time to listen into this episode uh, following the ways that Malaysia is stepping to the plate and doing something different with their waste and how they handle it and how they're not going to be um, the bad guys in the situation. They're going to be the good ones and do something for their country and do something to protect their people and our planet as a whole. Um, be sure to uh, share this episode and mark it as a favorite, especially if you happen to know someone who's hit home by this, um, especially or or hates plastic waste and wants to hear some news, uh, fresh news about it from a different country. And, uh, you know, it really is an episode I love doing as all my episodes I love talking about and producing as well. Be on the lookout for the next episode. And as always, be sure to favorite Grand Thoughts and share it as you will. Until then, thank you and bye everyone. Mm-hmm.